If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. If you haven't, uh, if you don't have a place right now that uh, you're reading in Scripture, I'd encourage you to read the book of Ephesians and then read it again and read it again. There's so many powerful spiritual truths in Ephesians. It's amazing. Uh, it will change you. It'll help you. Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourself it is a gift of God. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we do worship you today and we praise you today. We just thank you for your grace and for your mercy and for your love and for your presence. Father, just take the words that I, that I say and Father, let me speak your words. Let me speak your truths. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we can see here by this scripture, and I've mentioned this uh, a few times before, the scripture says, for by grace have you been saved through faith. So I've mentioned several times that anytime we receive something from God, there is always a God's side and a man's side. And you can even take that all the way back to salvation you know, it wouldn't matter how much faith you had, if Jesus hadn't have come and died on the cross, your amount of faith would not help you. And that's illustrated by the cross. We can see that Jesus came and died on the cross, and that was God's part of man's salvation. But the second part of man's salvation, how many of you know the Scripture says in 2 Peter that God wishes for none to perish, but all come to repentance? We know the Scripture says that. We've looked at that before. But we also know that not all will come to repentance. We wish they did, wouldn't we? We, all, we wish they all would, but they all won't. So therefore, we can see uh, by that that there's, there's a God's side, and then there's a man's side. And then we can also see the same thing in this scripture here. For by grace have you been saved through faith. Now, of course, the grace is the God's side, right? You can't do anything about grace other than deny it or receive it. But the faith part, that's our responsibility, right? I hope you got your Bibles this morning. So, so we have to understand that it, no matter how much, how much God loves us or how many blessings he wants for us, how many was bought and paid for on the cross, that we have a part to play in the manifestation of those blessings. We cannot live a life contrary to God's word and expect his blessings to be manifest in our life. You know, even, even all, the way all the way down to the way we treat our wives. You know, the, the scripture says that how we treat our wives affects our prayer life. And I don't know, I'm sure that goes the other way too, ladies. I'm sure it goes, I'm sure it goes both ways. So there's always a God's part and a man's part. Now, this morning we're going to look at several different things, but just the last uh, 
few couple weeks, I guess, God's really been dealing with me about grace. And you know what? I have never spoke on grace. And there are so many different things that the Lord has been showing me about grace. We might be on that for a while. But there's a difference between love and grace. John 3.16. I can quote it, but let me, let me read it to you. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that's what love does. Love gives. We know that. We also know that love forgives, right? But see, grace goes beyond love. Grace goes a step further. And I don't know if you could actually say, I'd have to study this for a while to, to see if you could actually say that grace is love on steroids. I'm not sure if I can actually make that connection. But love forgives, love gives. But see, grace, it not only loves and forgives, but it wants to pour blessings and all kinds of other things on top of that. Okay? So see, you can be a born-again child of God and still not know anything about grace. You can receive Christ as Lord and Savior and come to church and, and know about forgiveness and you can try to forgive your friends and love your wife and love your family, but still not understand grace. And that's what I hope to, we hope to get started on that this morning. So grace is not just being a child of God, but grace is walking and knowing that his blessings are for you. That's a big part of it. So uh, let's see. So I've already mentioned Cody's Corvette. So Cody, come on up here. Come up here a minute. Cody's got a nice Corvette sitting right here in front. Okay, Cody, you have a job? Yep, a couple of them. He's got two jobs, and he's got a Corvette, right? All right, two jobs and a Corvette. Now, if something would happen to your Corvette, you would have the means to buy another one. Is that right? Yes. The answer to that is yes, Cody. The answer to that is yes. yes. <laughs> so you've got a Corvette, and you've got... Two jobs, so if something did happen, you could buy another one. Yes. If she would allow you to. It's hers. It's hers. Oh, you're, 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 a, you're a wise man. Okay. <laughs> okay, now, who does not have a car and does not have a job? <laughs> All right, you raise your hand. Come on up. <laughs> Come ahead. You just wait. When she gets up here, I'm going to tell her I want her to sing a song. <laughs> okay, okay, here we are. Okay, I've already explained this to you, okay? I know he don't look like it, but this is Jesus, all right? <laughs> Seated at the right hand of God now, 
And he was seated at the right hand of God before he came to earth, right? He had all power. He had all riches. He had all grace. He had everything he needed. And then you have this sinner. (laughs) Not, Not really. And then you have mankind that has no way of obtaining favor, no way of obtaining riches, no way of obtaining forgiveness or love or mercy or anything else. And see, so what grace does, well, first, I'll just tell you, so love, so Jesus says, I forgive you, right? That's what he done. He, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, right? Okay, so, so that's love. But see what grace does, grace goes another step farther. Grace says, I have a Corvette and I have means to buy another one. And because I have a Corvette, and I have means to buy another one, I am going to give you a Corvette. There we go. See that? There's not even a key on here. (laughs) And you're not playing a trick on me either. There's no key, is there? No, there's no key. All right, here's the key to your new Corvette. Even though, you know, you can't, You couldn't pay for it. You don't have a job, nothing else, but that's yours. Because he's got plenty. That's grace right there. That's grace. Now, see, God wants you to have that. But if you don't have that mindset that God's grace is for you, it'll be difficult for you to pass it on to others. Is that right? Cody, you know what I used to tell my wife? Anytime my wife would spend money, which is quite often, I would always tell her, don't worry, I'm working again tomorrow. That's what I would always tell her. (laughs) So Cody, I hope you're working again tomorrow. Find a new house. Find a new house. Okay. Thank you, hon. You're a good sport. Thanks, Cody. Thank you, Cody. Grace. As I've been meditating on grace and praying about grace, I've kind of narrowed it down to this. Does everybody here know what a cosigner is? Most of us do. Most of us know what a cosigner is. <clears throat> a cosigner is, okay, let's say that you want to go buy a new Corvette or you want to go buy a new house and the bank says no, not without a cosigner. Now, it don't necessarily mean you have bad credit. It might just mean that you are wanting, to, uh, wanting more credit than you're actually qualified, you're already qualified for. You've never had that much credit before. You might need a cosigner for that. But here's what grace means. Grace means that God is the cosigner for everything you have. Grace is the cosigner for your wife. You don't deserve your wife. 
You don't deserve your husband. You don't deserve deserve anything good in your life other than through Jesus Christ and the grace of God. For it is by grace that we are saved through faith. You don't deserve your children. You don't deserve your grandchildren. We don't deserve any of that. What about this morning during praise and worship? Did we really deserve for the presence of God to show up? Absolutely not. Not beyond God's grace. And you know what else? When we move into that and we move into that praise and worship and, and it's not about our week, how good it was or how bad it was, but we praise him because of who he is. You know what that is? That's our faith. Is what that is. That's our faith. You know, I tell you, I've noticed myself, not because I do it on purpose, but I've just noticed myself sometimes, or actually I'll say most of the time, and I don't do this on purpose, but most of the time when I've had my toughest weeks and I get here on Sunday morning, I praise you the most. I I don't know why. It's just, yeah, I do. I do know why. Because, see, I need his presence. And when we praise him, it's not, it pushes all of our junk out of the way. And then faith comes through and says, God, I'm, I acknowledge all my junk, but I acknowledge who you are more. And therefore, we praise him. So no matter how much faith you have, no matter how much love You have, no matter how much you've prayed, how much you've prayed in the past, how much you've fasted, how much you've given. If it wasn't for God's grace, you wouldn't have none of it. Isn't that amazing? For it is by grace through faith that we are saved. I love that scripture. John 3.16. Actually, let's look at... uh, yeah, we'll look at 316 if you got your Bibles. And I hope you do. Note takers are world changers. And I'll tell you, the Lord dropped, added something to, I feel like the Lord kind of added something to that this week. Note changers are, are world changers as long as you're trying to change yourself also. It's no good to try to change everybody around you if you're not working on yourself. Amen. Amen. John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Who gave? He gave. He gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Drop down to verse, actually verse 17 is one of my favorite scriptures. So I'm going to read it too. And then we'll look at verse 18. John 3, 17. I love this scripture. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world. Let me tell you, folks, if you want to tell some of your friends, your non-believing friends, something they don't know, tell them that. Tell them, God, Jesus didn't come to judge you. He didn't come to put you down or condemn you. He didn't come to step on you like a bug to make your life miserable. He come that you may be redeemed and set free and become a child of God. Amen. That we may be saved. Verse 18. He who believes in him is not judged, and he, he who does not, not believe has been judged already. So he who believes in him is not judged. Thank you, Lord. So grace goes beyond love. 
So if we just take John 3, 16, 17, and 18, that is a great start. In fact, Ephesians 2 tells us if we will just implement those truths into our lives, that we will go from being a child of wrath, a child of judgment, into being a child of God. If we'll just do that. But I'm here to tell you today, if you become a child of God and don't press on in and walk in his grace and mercy and end up walking in God's blessings, you will not be a happy camper. If you become a child of God and try to live the same path that you used to live, you will be miserable. How do I know that? Because I've tried that. It does not work very well. Because see, on the inside, I'm, you're different. I heard a man say, I mentioned this before, but I heard a guy say one time that when, we, you know, when we're of the world, sin don't bother us none. We just go along with it. If our buddy wants to go sin, well, let's, let's go do it. You know, let's, let's get it on. Let's, let's just, let's go do it. But see, after you become a child of God, and I've tried this too, after you become a child of God, it's not the same. And I heard a guy say one time, it's kind of like washing your feet with your socks on. You know, I guess you can do it. But it just don't feel right. You know? So what God wants us to do he wants us to understand that, yes, we are forgiven, but we're not just forgiven. Now we are children of his, and he has bestowed all of these things upon us because of his grace. All of these things, everything. You know, the scripture says that God freely gives all things. And I love that. I'm going to say it again because I like it. God freely gives all things. Let me give you another illustration about grace. You know, I, I, could, pick out, I could pick out any one of you in here today, and I could say that I love you with the love of the Lord. I could say that. You know, that right now there's, you know, there's a, probably a little less than 100 little kids back there today. And man, if any one, of, any one of them would walk in here, man, they would be so cute and so precious. And, you know, I, I would want to talk to them and, you know, see if I could make them smile or laugh or see what kind of comment I could get out of them. I'd want to do that. And that's, and that's love. But here's grace. If my grandson was here today and he would walk in that door... Where do you think my attention would go to? I hope you can, under, hope, hope you can see the difference there. I, 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 would, I love all those kids back there. And I want the absolute best. We try. We strive. This staff, this congregation, I don't know how many volunteers we have. But we strive to make sure we do the absolute best for those children. That's what love does. But if my grandson was to stand right here, you would see a different countenance come over me because of grace. Because not only do I love him, 
but is there anything that we won't buy for our grandchildren? Huh? Is there not? Yeah, I'm, that, I'm weak. I'll just, I'm, I'm a weak, I'll tell you, I'm weak. But you know, I think when it comes to God's grace, I think that's one area. If there is an area that God is weak in, it's his grace toward his children. Because he so much wants us to have and walk in those things. Second Corinthians, if you got your Bibles. Second Corinthians 5.21. Now remember I had Cody up here a minute ago. He had a car and this nice young lady that helped me out, she did not have a car. Cody had a job. She did not have a job. Second Corinthians 5.21, it says, he made him, notice that's a capital H, that's talking about Jesus. And it says, he, and that's God, made him, talking about Jesus, who know, knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. Okay, that's love. All right? But notice this next part that we might become the righteousness of God. So not only has God forgiven us, but he has went full overboard, you might say. He's went all in, all in. And not only does he love us, but he also has opened up a whole treasure chest of his goodness and his mercy to bestow upon us. All because of his grace. Praise him if you'll come, please. Thank you, Father. Bow your heads with me, please. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you. Father, I just pray right now, Father, that you'll just minister to individuals and speak to them, Lord. And Father, if there's anyone here today that does not know you in their heart. I just pray that their heart will be open toward you. I pray that their eyes of understanding will be open toward you. Father, touch their heart. Minister to them and let them know that they need you so much, just like everyone else. Thank you, Lord. Romans 5, 2, it says that we stand in his grace. I'm going to read that for you, Romans 5, 2. It says, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Notice that. It's by faith that we, that we access that grace. Wherein we stand and rejoice in hope. We stand. This is my last point. So when you have stood in prayer for months and months and months. That's the time to call on God's grace. When you stood in faith for uh, your children or, or maybe a loved one or even a neighborhood kid that has went the wrong way and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed, that's the time to stand and call upon God's grace. Unmerited favor. 
unearned favor would be what I would say. Unearned favor. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve any of the blessings. We don't deserve them. Yeah, we're children of God, and that opens up the door to rights and privileges that the lost world that are not in covenant with God, that opens up blessings for us. But even after that, the grace piles on. God's love encompasses us. I wish I had a big scoop shovel right now. But grace gets a big scoop big old scoop and it piles on kind of like when you go to Dairy Queen you just can relate to that a bit kind of like when you go to Dairy Queen and, get, and you say here's what I say uh, hot foot Sunday with uh, pecans and then of course extra pecans pile it on that's what grace does it's not because of you not because of me. I'll tell you what. I think this week studying about grace and meditating on grace is, oh my goodness, I realized how unqualified I am to stand here and proclaim God's word. You know, I haven't asked him, but I do know Carlin Loker's heart, and I'd say if you'd ask him, I'd say he would probably tell you the same thing. See, when we can understand the beginning of grace, it will change the way we approach God. When we can get to the place where we understand that, man, he has given me all this, and man, I just don't deserve, I don't deserve none of it. Whether you have a good mom and dad, or you have a good church, or you have a good vehicle, or you've got a, or you've got a, college education, just whatever the case may be, that's all undeserving grace. You know, if you went to Orchardville Church very long, you know that Pastor Mark was the acronym God's Riches at Christ's Expense. God's Riches at Christ's Expense, meaning that if you are here today and you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, God wants to give you all of his riches because of what Jesus done on the cross. Not because you finally got life figured out. Not because you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. All because of his grace and his love and our faith. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.